0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 25th, yes, Christmas, we close the quarter with week 13, the resurrection of Moses. Join us as we find hope, not only in the story of Moses, but in ours as well.
1: The Sabbath School Rescue podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's word. And together we have 18 years of pastoral experience. And now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, this is the end of the quarter. Uh, Lesson 13, what a great time we've had with the book of Deuteronomy. Sure has gone fast, hasn't it? It really has. Uh, A little too fast. I want to marinate in it a little bit more. But uh, this week, Lesson 13 is the resurrection of Moses. And our memory text comes from Jude uh, 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring
1: him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So we're kind of at the final end of things, not only for the book of Deuteronomy, but for the life of Moses. Right. Exactly. And, and as
0: we're looking at this, um, one of the things I, I want us to, to I have a, a story about this, that uh, the first time it came to, to life, I'll talk about it when we get to Wednesday's lesson. Yeah. But start, start thinking about God's care, not only for Moses, but God's care for us mm-hmm. as we are faithful. Right? Yeah. So keep that at the the, the frame of your mind, in the frame of your mind. And Michael, talk to us a little bit about Sunday's lesson, The Sin of
1: Moses Part 1. All right. So, I mean, you know, this is one of the things about the Bible is the Bible doesn't just tell us all the rosy stories about all the triumphs of the saints of the past, but... But the Bible gives a realistic picture of not only the triumphs, but also the perils and the failures of of those who've gone before. And this is the story of uh, uh, Kadesh, um, where, you know, they come into the desert and Mm -hmm. they're thirsty. And who doesn't get thirsty from time to time? And especially wilderness. (laughs) Exactly. And they come to Moses like um, there's no water. Hello. (laughs) Where is it at? What are you going to do? And uh, Moses, who had been very patient all the way along, um, he just loses it. Right. And here he is uh, with this. uh, And and, and Moses uh, begins to rebuke them. Listen, you rebels. And I'm reading from the NIV. Listen, you rebels. Must we bring you out of this rock, water out of this rock. and and then he goes ahead and strikes the rock twice and water begins to gush out. And the Lord said to Moses um, and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you right. will not bring this community into the land I give them. In other words, there's a there's a punishment that is meted out. It's not fun. Uh, but the the operative point, and the lesson brings this out as well, is that Moses began to take credit for the work that God was doing. We, um, must we bring water for you out of this rock? And, and this is, I think, one of the perpetual dangers of leadership. It really is. Is... You know, it's one thing to have a mindset of servant leadership, which Moses certainly had. He was willing to give up his eternal life yes, he was. for the children of Israel. He loved them completely. And at the same time, the danger of leadership is beginning to subsume that authority in oneself. All leaders face this danger, no matter how good of a leader you are. And Moses, I think we would probably... Personify as one of the ideal leaders in all of salvation history, right? Right. Uh, but here he falls short, and there are consequences. There, are, you know, actions have consequences. We like to think that oh, we can just get away with things, or if we just say something, or we can just kind of, you know, if we if we talk nicely enough, we can kind of talk our way out of si- situations. And and God's saying no. At some point, people make decisions. Leaders make decisions, and those decisions have very real consequences. And of course, we hope for the best, obviously, but there are times when leaders fall short and make bad decisions. Um, And in this instance, God says, hey, Uh, you will not enter to Moses and Aaron, you will not enter into the promised land. So here we are at the end, there's a (laughs) reckoning and we're kind of doing final things with the life of Moses, but that's not the whole story about Moses's sin. Buster, uh, tell us what the rest of the story. Well, you know, I
0: I think of this to whom much is given much is required, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, And so, God expected a lot of Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when he told him to speak to the rock mm-hmm. and not strike it, uh, mm-hmm. but we find what Moses did. But uh, part two brings out this, this specific word, yeah. uh, which is found in verse 12 of, of Numbers. Mm-hmm. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron because you did not believe me. Yeah. Yeah. to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which i have given them yeah. and it's, it's like you didn't believe me you did mm-hmm. and this word believe is amen right mm-hmm. get this word amen mm-hmm. uh, right we believe right. we're confirming mm-hmm. and so because they didn't confirm the word of the lord it's like you're the you're the one leading them they're yeah. here already at meribah they're complaining about the waters they're complaining about so much mm-hmm. and then you don't believe me so your lack of faith is giving them a chance to reconsider their faith, right? Yeah, and so we we see this here and it uh, goes on that word. You failed to hollow me before the children of Israel. In other words, as a leader, mm-hmm. you're leading the children of Israel towards me, and, and God understands we're we're fallen, we're broken. Yeah, and we see this a little bit more. Uh, isn't like God gave up on Moses eternally? Mm-hmm. Was Moses absolutely sad? Yes. But we also see Moses goes off into. A little about isolation. He writes the book of Deuteronomy and talks about how great God is in His love. Right, the book of love is what the, this quarter is focusing in on. Right, uh, and so then you get down to Numbers twenty verse eight. What did the Lord uh, tell Moses to do? Uh, but what did Moses do instead? Right, exactly. He spoke to. He told him to speak, and he and he struck it. Um, and I think this is a valuable lesson to us to believe the word of God, and it's mm-hmm. not just a something that happens uh, in our thought process, but thought becomes action. Yeah. And so if I believe, if I'm confirming the word of the Lord, I'm going to strive to do what he's asked me to do. And it's not a, a matter of, of legalism. It's a matter of heart, mm-hmm. right? If I believe you, then I'm going to strive to follow you. Yeah. And I believe more so than anyone, God knows what our hearts are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, he says, Moses because if people are looking at you, viewing you, this is, this is a covenant you and mm-hmm. I have made. Yeah. So therefore, you're not going to be able to enter the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talk to us a little bit now, Michael, about the, well, before I go there. Well, yeah, let's, I'll get there okay. later. Okay. Let's talk
1: about the death of Moses. I have a story with Sharon Wednesday's lesson. All right. All right. The, the uh, You know, this is not a happy topic. No one likes to talk about dying right no. and it's a reality that we try to avoid in our minds and not think about if at all possible yeah you know I, I've I've been a hospital chaplain and I've held people's hands more times than I care to admit you know and and it's just hard yeah it, it's, it's hard when people breathe their last and and you're holding their hand and but that's the reality until Jesus comes we have this reality of sin uh, and that means death until yeah. that that curse is broken And the lesson here is really uh, diving in with here at the end of Deuteronomy chapter 34, and it's it's Moses' death. It's it's how he died, and uh, the story I think is fairly familiar uh, for those uh, conversant with the Bible. Uh, Moses climbs Mount Nebo, this verse one, from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah across from Jericho. I've actually stood there, Buster. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I mean, I don't know the exact spot where God (laughs) and Moses were hanging out there, Uh, but there's a kind of a broad mountain, Mount uh, Nebo is this this large mountain on the other side from the the Dead Sea. You can see Jericho down below and you can see the promised land. And just like it says, you can see this huge swath of this area. And so God had and was fulfilling his promise just as he had always said he would. Mm. And yet... Here he is and says, stop, no further for you. And it's time. It's time for you uh, to die. Ouch. And uh, so he sees the fulfillment of the promise, but he also sees that there, yeah, the, there's the consequences that we've talked about. Wrestling with our own mortality is never easy, recognizing that we will die. And I'm reminded, and I, I think it's okay to share this because uh, my friend- Please uh, do, Michael. Uh, is, is dying right now. Yeah. Um and he's posted this publicly on social media and elsewhere. Uh, but my my good friend uh, Graham uh, Humble, a long time ago, um, he would come up to IS where when I was a missionary, they would check on the students. He's a lifelong missionary, was an officer of the Southern uh, the South Pacific Division, and and he's dying of uh, a motor neuron disease. And in the last two years, he's been chronicling his journey. He, he's dying, and he knows he's dying, and of course, he's prayed for healing. And he hasn't uh, been healed uh, but then he also has kind of been coming to grips with the reality of his own um, demise and he posted on there said this is gonna be my last social media post uh, for his friends and for his family to let them know um, kind of chronicling his journey I admire his courage right. in facing death of course right. he's still praying for healing maybe God will work some miracle he says uh, I that he also doesn't seem to expect that in that he also realizes that we're all going to die until jesus comes and puts an end um so sooner or later he says um that we're all going to uh die and i, I, I he he put uh, he he wrote this he said consequently i'm booked into palliative care next week you will mourn but for me it will be a wonderful relief mm. this beast of a disease of a disease will no longer be able to batter my body and the next thing i know will be the resurrection trumpets and the sound of my Savior's voice, hmm. and I just cling to that that promise. I left him a little note, just letting him know how much, for his family especially, that he his friendship has meant to me personally. Um, and and that that really is what's going to be the case for every one of us until Jesus comes sooner or later. There's something, um, you know, it doesn't matter how perfectly you follow the health message, right. uh, it's not going to make you immortal. <clears throat> And so, uh, and that's what happened with Moses. His body was wearing out; it was time. Yeah, God knew it was time, and uh, just like my friend Graham, you know, he had to acknowledge and embrace the reality of death in his life. And and that's been true of a number of different people recently. I I, I don't know how many people follow Tim Keller, who's a well-known Christian right. writer. Yeah, uh, he just wrote a piece in the Atlantic wrestling with the fact that here he just discovered he has a terminal disease. He's going to be Dying very soon, yeah. uh, and so it doesn't matter if you're a, a you know a famous writer or you've been a church leader, or a pastor, or whatever you've done, or Moses, right? Right, right. Um, you're gonna you're gonna die, and that's that's really what this lesson's talking about. Um, Moses dies; he's in the hands of God, right. you know, who's there, but. God doesn't leave them there either. No, he doesn't. And that's the beauty of the promise of the resurrection. Buster, talk to us about that promise.
0: You know, uh, one of the things uh, I actually had the privilege and honor to do chapel at KES uh, this this uh, earliest week, Michael, and
1: yeah, I talked yeah, to him about yeah. forgiveness, right?
0: Yeah. And forgiveness mm-hmm. doesn't mean an erasing of consequences. Yeah. I wish it did. And, but Me too. That, that's the kind of God. <laughs> that's the kind of God that we love. That we yeah. serve. Yeah. He loves us so much that he suffers with us in our consequences. Wow. Right. Wow. And yeah. so we see here Moses, mm-hmm. who you know, he's like, this is this is the consequence you have. Yeah. But Moses still walked with God even yeah. at 120 years old. He climbed not Mount Nebo. Mm-hmm. His eye was not dim. Right. Mm-hmm. And he still had the strength at yeah. 120 years old to climb a mountain yeah. to die. Yeah. And as he got there, God was with him. And I, and I think that's a, the, the good news is that yeah. God was not only with them in his passing, but he was also with them at the resurrection. And we see here, uh, Jude 9. And we, I know we read it earlier, but I, I want to I go over it one more time. And yeah. this is going to be taken from, I'm going to take it from the contemporary English version this time. Wow. And it says this, it says, even Michael, the chief angel, didn't dare to insult the, uh, didn't insult the enemy. But when the two of them were arguing about the body of Moses, all Michael said, the Lord will punish you, right? Mm-hmm. And But we see here that they contended over the body of Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story I was going to share with you, I was sitting in a leadership class with Stan Patterson. Mm-hmm. He just paints this beautiful picture of God having this relationship with yeah. Moses yeah. and says, I love him too much to leave him there. Wow. Yeah. And he. Takes him home, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and and you know, this is in line with our message of what happens when someone passes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, he didn't uh, visit him in heaven and say, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, let's go down and get your body." No, he took him and resurrected him and brought him to, to heaven. Yeah, uh, but the same thing with us. Um, you might feel like. You've done something that's unforgivable, right? Uh, my last class period for Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. the ones that questions asked like, what if I've committed the unpardonable sin? I said, mm-hmm. the very fact that you're asking that question means that you haven't. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit's convicting you, drawing you, pulling you, mm-hmm. asking you to uh, asking you to repent, prompting you to uh, repent. And when you do, God is there to forgive you, mm-hmm. but also to, there to, to be with you in your consequences, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so please, I'm begging all of us to racist concept out of our minds, the prosperity gospel is more damaging and more in more ways than one because yeah. it also is the the I don't know the thriving gospel, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm thriving, that means I'm doing good and God is with me. If I'm not, then that means God's not with me and God doesn't love me.
1: Yeah, you know this is very toxic because uh, w- uh, we can become self deceived very easily, Buster. So then, if things are going well, for example, if God's blessing are Are, you know, suddenly we have a lot of money in the bank and we have a fancy house and two uh, cars cars and 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 whatever. Then, suddenly, then, therefore, because of all that uh, prosperity, all of that, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, then, therefore, I am right with God and I am blessed because. Because God, God is blessing me. Yes. And, and we can do that in a lot of different ways. Pastors can do that. Having baptisms. Yes. We can do that with, even with education, you know, with with too many, you know, our enrollments up. So therefore God is blessing us. And, And it may be that God is blessing us, but we need to make sure we don't like Moses begin to start saying we and taking credit for that because maybe God's blessing us or, um we could be self-deceived in the midst of the prosperity cuz cuz what does that mean to somebody that's going through hard times does that mean that god loves you less the fact that, that you're going through, for example, you know, let's let's yeah. make it real with COVID, right? Right. Does it mean that the fact that you had a loved one that died from COVID, that God loved you less? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, no, it, it's not like that. There's just the reality of sin and there's trials. And think of the story of Job. All oh, those right. bad things happened to him, but he was still faithful to God. So God calls us to be faithful, whether he prospers us or challenges us. Right. And and we still are called to be faithful, but we must be careful and in a sense of humility that whatever we do it's it's we're not we're not we don't take credit. Right for the blessings of God in our lives and and that gives us a sense of trepidation saying well thank you <laughs> Lord for your blessings but at the same time even if you slay me even if things don't go the way that I want even if I don't have all the prosperity I'm still going to be faithful to you. Yeah Lord help me be faithful.
0: Mm. I, You know on all this Michael there's four entities I, I, I'm i viewing yeah. in all this which is God himself you know mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Godhead Father, Son, Holy Spirit that are right. moving on our behalf mm-hmm. We also have an enemy that's moving right? Yeah. And Sometimes we, we want to choose one or the other to say good mm-hmm. bad blame good yeah. evil, mm-hmm. but there's also other human beings Yeah, I can't control what you do Michael yeah. Right if you exactly. get up and want to punch me in the face right now Like I can try to defend myself of course right, mm-hmm. but you have a choice and then there's also my choice yeah, and I think uh, Just taking all things in consideration mm-hmm. of, of how evil is entered into the world and it why has. we're dealing with bad things and all these different mm-hmm. things there's an element of responsibilities. There's an element yeah. of accountability. There's so many layers to all yeah. this. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, stop seeing so many things as just black and white. Yeah. Uh, it, could, could there be times where God is leading someone through a trial period to make them stronger later? Is there's? Uh, is, we just yes, don't know. We yeah.
1: don't know. And if we if we don't know the mind of God, that should give us again that sense of humility, <laughs> not to be so quick to judge. That Surrender. we suddenly. Uh, know God's God's will for everything else and I uh, and I do worry about that buster genuinely. Yeah, uh, I because do what kind of view of God does that give? Yeah. Um I I'm, I'm going to relate it to Adventist history because a year ago we're having all these fires, right? Yes. And it was terrible. Yeah, it was. And uh, of course I love Adventist history and in California there was Ellen White's Elms Haven home. And some you know it was amazing there were huge fires going through that valley where it's located and then her home didn't burn up. But then suddenly the church and the school that's nearby and several people that I knew personally, their homes had burned up. And then people started putting on there, well, God spared Ellen White's uh, home that's there. And 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 then someone wrote on on social media and said, does God love more a home of a dead prophet more than my church and my own home in our community center where we were doing active work for the benefit of others in our community mm. and these are the kinds of things this is why i say we have to be careful not to judge i'm thankful that ellen white's home didn't burn down yeah so you, you can be thankful but we need to be sure that we don't start condemning others into right? that yeah. because um if god spared that does god love a historic home more than he loves those people that lived in the valley Whose homes did burn? I don't. That I start getting to some troubling aspects of theology. Yeah. And and sometimes we don't understand why th- certain things happen. And, and here on this earth, we and, admit that. And that's a hard yeah. part, though, Michael. And we that's a that great area it. I think that you're talking about, yeah. right? You know, yes. I'm, I'm thankful the home didn't burn, Ellen White's historic home. But at the same time. I weep in in the tragedy of those whose even some lives that were lost and in, in homes and many others that are wrestling through that travail, and so I think um, like again just coming back to a sense of humility and caution. Let's not be so deterministic. You know, Calvinism, everything's predetermined. <laughs> um, as Adventists, we've always been Arminians that mm-hmm. you know God respects our free will and free choice, and out of that. Sometimes there's a sense of mystery, and I think we need to acknowledge more of that mystery and that ambiguity where we don't always know everything because um, we're not God. Well, and, and
0: I, I found it very beneficial for a mentor who shared with me, mm-hmm. Buster, stop asking why and yeah. start asking God, for what purpose can I use this for? Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. instead of trying to investigate and find out, God, what, God, why have you done this? He's like, Job never found out. He yeah. never he never understood the contract or I wouldn't say the contract, but the agreement that the enemy uh, had with with God. Yeah, never understood that he was Job was not. I wouldn't even say an example, but God mm-hmm. was saying, "I know that he's faithful. Test him. Watch. Watch this. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, and so in my own life. It's not beneficial for me to ask why all the time. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes I can take responsibility and like, oh, I did that, right? <laughs> I made a bad decision. Oops. But but oftentimes, yeah. it's God, for what purpose can I use this for? Whether it's mm-hmm. good, whether it's bad, mm-hmm. how can I glorify your name and honor you with this? And so, uh, Michael,
1: leave us with the greatest hope of all, which is the resurrection of us all. Well, coming back to what my friend Graham uh, wrote, which I just read for the first time this morning, and, you know, it's just kind of really weighed on my heart, you know, uh, his own experience is the promise of the resurrection. Yes. And whether we're healed now or we're healed later, whatever our life may hold until he comes again and here for Moses. Uh, now we do know that God did resurrect Moses from the dead because, you know, Jesus is around and and he sees Moses. So, so he had something better. And, and so what I love is that there may be consequences but even in the midst of those consequences like you said buster god was with him but then god had something better for him Amen. and god has something better for each of us he does and he that really is does. the promise of a new life a life renewed in eternity with 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 jesus christ Amen. and and that's what uh first corinthians 15 here is all about it's talking about that promise Um, of the resurrection uh, in the midst of that. There is hope of resurrection and it's made possible through Jesus. Verse 16, I'm not going to read this whole passage, but for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. In other words, if, 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 The promise of the resurrection is rooted in the resurrection of Christ's death and and resurrection after that. And because Jesus was raised, we too can have confidence in proclaiming the good news that we know that there is hope after death, that there will be a resurrection. And and verse 19, uh, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people... uh, for I didn't read that quite right. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we're of all people most uh, to be pitied. In other words, mm. if we lose that sense of Christ's resurrection, then um, we've lost everything. But if we have that sense of resurrection, we have everything. Yes. And so uh, Christ is raised from the dead. And we have the promise and hope of renewal. My friend Graham, uh, some, several other people that I, I've uh, encountered, I'm thinking of another good pastoral friend, a mutual colleague of ours, Buster, whose wife just found out this week that she has terminal cancer. Um, I'm thinking of a number of different situations we know that are absolutely tragic. Yeah. I can't, I don't have any explanation for it, Yeah. but no matter what life may bring us, we have this hope. Amen. Yeah.
0: And that, that, that is what we want to leave the mm-hmm. audience with and what God wants to leave us with that. Yes, this world can be awful, but we also have a blessed hope. We do. That's found in the death, life and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which gives us the promise
1: of resurrection as well. And it all comes from that framework that we've talked about through this whole quarter of God's love for us. This has been the book of God's love, a reminder of that covenant of God's renewal uh, and his promise of hope restored. Yes. And that's how it is. The book of love. Book of love. So, well, this is uh, Soup and Swoops signing signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off.
0: or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.